This episode of the Pioneer Podcast comes from an audio file of a Pioneer biography submitted at pioneerstories.org, a webpage of the Sons of Utah Pioneers. We invite you to share your family Pioneer Stories too, by going to pioneerstories.org and clicking the red Submit button. Your story will also become a part of this podcast, where it can be shared with other family members as well. Now, here is our pioneer story submitted by Willow Finn, a member of the Cotton Mission Chapter of the Sons of Utah Pioneers. This episode is about Israel Dodgel Finn. Note, just for information and as a bit of clarification, this is my great-grandfather. The author of this history Viola P. Grice would be my first cousin, once removed. I cleaned up a few but not all of the spelling errors, but like this history as it ties me to this man and to southern Utah, it also shows the range of progeny as I never knew this cousin, she was born 26 years before me and has since passed. My family from him started when he was 78 and his third spouse 28. Since moving to southern Utah, I have met many much older family members who are a full generation removed from him because of their relationship through his first or second spouses respectively. Israel Dodge Finn was born in Vienna, Davis County, Kentucky, the 3rd of September in 1814, to Martha Taylor and Shelton Finn. He had an older brother, Ransom, and three younger brothers, Hiram H., Reuben Reed, and John H., and a young sister Elizabeth. The children were all born in Kentucky, except for Elizabeth, who was born in Nashville, Tennessee. Israel married Bernetta Collins, the daughter of Phoebe Brothi and Benjamin Collins, the 5th of September, 1833, at the age of 19. Their first child, Benjamin Shelton, was born in Payson, Adams County, Illinois, in 1835. While living in Payson the Elfins had three more children, John Henry, born October 28, 1837, Joshua Horton, born January 16, 1841, and Martha Jane, born March 3, 1844. Israel joined the LDS Church and was baptized December 9, 1840. Shortly after the birth of Joshua, Bernetta was also baptized on February 25, 1841. Payson is about 55 miles from Nauvoo. It is sure that Israel knew the prophet Joseph Smith, and he was living in Payson at the time of the martyrdom of the prophet. The Elfins moved to Walker, Madison County, Texas, sometime between 1844 and 1846. Israel's father, Ransom Elfin, was ill and died August 8, 1845. This is the reason the family had moved to Texas so they could be close to his mother and help her. While they lived in Texas the Elfins were the parents of four more children, Ransom William, born July 12, 1847, Jasper, born in 1848, Mary Emily, born May 6, 1849, and Sarah and Eliza, born February 19, 1853. In early 1857, the Elfins joined a company of saints coming to Utah. They came in a handcart company. In this same company were the William Coldiron family, a William Wallace Dameron, Susan Coldiron's cousin, who later married Israel's daughter, Martha Jane, who died at the age of 15 after they reached the valley, the John Moody family, 
and the Collins family. There were about ten families in all. William Coldiron was bitten by a poisonous snake while on a scouting trip to find a crossing for the handcarts and livestock. He died several days later. His wife, Susan, was expecting a baby at the time and, with her other three children to care for, she was helped by the other members of the company. Susan's oldest son, William Henry, age six, died about a month later as they continued their journey across the plains. Israel's wife, Bernetta, was also expecting a child, and I am sure the two women helped and comforted each other as they traveled. The travel was very hard on everyone but especially on the women in their condition. Finally as the company reached Big Sandy, Wyoming, Bernetta had a son, Israel Dodge, born August 20, 1857. Susan Coldiron was a midwife and helped with the birth. The company reached the Salt Lake Valley in late 1857. Shortly afterward Susan had a son. William Wesley Coldiron was born January 1, 1858. He died about one month later. Shortly after reaching the valley Israel took Susan Coldiron to see President Brigham Young and told him of Susan's situation. President Young asked Israel if he had been married in polygamy, and when he said no President Young asked him if he would be willing to marry Susan and raise her children. Israel, Bernetta, and Susan talked it over and agreed to this arrangement. Israel married Susan Emmeline Dameron Coldiron February 28, 1858, and then was sealed to Bernetta and Susan in the endowment house, March 17, 1858. Susan was the daughter of Sarah McCormick and Constantine Ladd Dameron and was born August 26, 1833. At the time of the marriage Israel was 44 years old, Bernetta was 40 years old, and Susan was 25 years old. On May 20, 1857, President Buchanan issued his exterminating order and the U.S. Army was sent to Utah to rid the territory of Brigham Young and Porter Rockwell. The army consisted of the 5th Infantry and 8 companies of the 10th Infantry, supported by 12 artillery pieces. Porter Rockwell found out about the army and threat they were on their way to suppress the Mormon rebellion. He arrived back in the valley to warn the people and found that everyone was in the canyon celebrating their arrival in the valley just 10 years before. The army was harassed every chance that the Legionnaires got. President Young sent word to the commander of the infantry, Edmund B. Alexander, that he was forbidden from entering the valley. The Mormon battalion was able to harass the army every step of the way through the canyons and were able to keep them from entering the valley. The army had fired upon the Mormons, but the Mormons were given orders not to fire upon the army at any time. Finally the army decided that they would have to return to the burned-out Fort Bridger for the winter. The winter of 1857-58 was unusually severe, even for that region of severe winters, and the snowfall was uncommonly heavy. However, in the Salt Lake Valley there was little snow. Instead, there was a gentle rain. The Elfins and their friends and families had just arrived in the valley ahead of the army. It must have been very discouraging to travel all that way to find that even here they were being persecuted for their faith. That winter was a very uncertain time for all the people as they continued to prepare to defend themselves 
and their families from the army that had sworn to destroy them. All of the people of the valley left their homes as the army entered the canyon with the intention of burning everything they had worked so hard for rather than being driven out for the mobs to again gain from their loss. Finally after the army had marched through the city and out to where they were to camp the saints began to return to their homes again. This was on July 5, 1858. Now Israel and his families could again think of setting up permanent homes and raising their children. Bernetta had a daughter, Bernetta, born in 1859 in Salt Lake City. This was to be her last child. She was the mother of ten children. Little Bernetta died when still a child. Susan had a son, Joseph Warren, born November 3, 1859, and a daughter, Susan Emmeline, born March 29, 1861, in Salt Lake City. Meanwhile President Brigham Young, in an attempt to carry out his plan to make the saints self-supporting, heard that there had been a successful attempt at growing cotton and had sent a group of converts who had just arrived in the valley from Texas in 1857 to Dixie to start their cotton experiment. In the conference of 1861 President Young had the names of about 300 families read that were to go to the Dixie area and settle there. Of the names that were read there were about 32 that moved sooner or later to Pine Valley in Washington County. The Elfins were among those called. As Susan's son, Hiram, was born in Pine Valley, October 17, 1862. Israel must have answered the call as soon as they could travel. It would be interesting to know just how the chosen ones felt. They had worked to acquire what they had and now they were called to again leave everything and go to an unsettled place to start over. Some refused to go but others accepted the call as the Lord's will. George A. Smith had helped to pick the names of those who were called, and they had picked the ones who they knew to be the strongest in the faith. As Brigham Young said, he had picked those whom if he told them to go sit on a rock, they would have done it and stayed there until he told them to get off. The lumber that was in the Pine Valley area was needed in the construction of the temple. The pipes of the nationally famous tabernacle organ were made from pines that grew in Left Hand Fork in Pine Valley Canyon. The Elfins were to go to Pine Valley and help set up a shingle mill there with James B. Bracken, Sr. They were to settle a place known for many years as Hunt's Ranch. This was about seven miles south of Pine Valley. Here Israel built two homes for his wives. Bernetta's cabin stood about where the bridge now crosses the creek, and Susan's cabin was about 300 feet up the creek from Bernetta's. The Bracken house was a little way up the hill on the southeast bank of the creek. The mill was set on the gulch below Pine Valley adjacent to Mud Springs. On July 16, 1863, about dusk, Brother Bracken and his sons, Will and Bennett, were working on the shingle mill in the gulch. Hearing a roar they looked up and saw a veritable wall of water pouring down the gulch. A cloud burst in Pine Valley and sent a flood down the gorge. Seeing the danger that threatened his family and neighbors below, Brother Bracken sent the two boys tearing down the valley to warn the people below. But the flood beat them there. Meanwhile, Susan at her cabin down the creek was just putting baby Hiram to bed when she heard the roar of the water. She had no idea what was causing the noise, but must have thought it was a hurricane. 
she grabbed the baby and little Susan, and with the other children, Joseph Finn and Mary and Sarah Coldiron, holding onto her skirts ran down to Burnetta's cabin where Israel was at the time. Just as she reached the cabin door Israel opened the door and grabbed little Susan from her mother's arms. Then a huge wall of water with the logs from Susan's own cabin reached Burnetta's cabin also. A log hit Susan on the arm and she dropped baby Hiram, and the three children hanging to her skirts were pulled into the raging water. Susan lost her footing and was pushed up against the side of Burnetta's cabin where she was able to grab hold of a log on the side of the cabin. Israel rushed the rest of the family up the side of the mountain to safety and then made his way back to what was left of the cabin. In the darkness he called for his family and finally he heard Susan answer him. He helped her up the mountain to safety and found that although she was alive she had been badly bruised and hurt. After he found that he could find the children anywhere he had to wait for the light to search for them again. He found two of the children the next day in the bushes along the path of the flood. It took a couple of days for them to find the other two children. They were found hanging by their hairs from the tops of the trees. They were all so badly mangled that only the cuffs of their little nightclothes were left on them. The four were buried together in one grave in the old cemetery. Later another flood washed out the cemetery, so they made a new cemetery out at the foot of the cedar hill where there would be no floods. The grave of the children were lost in the second flood. Israel built new cabins for Susan and Bernetta. Bernetta went to Salt Lake to stay with a son while her cabin was being built. She later moved back and lived in Pine Valley the rest of her life. She died July 27, 1874, and is buried in Lower Town Cemetery. One year later, Ramzan, Bernetta's son, was murdered by Samuel J. Burgess on October 11, 1875. He is buried by his mother. After the deaths of the four children, Susan gave birth to David Comfort on January 1, 1865, Anna Patience, April 22, 1866, Melissa Jane, June 8, 1868, she lived only about one year, Catherine Leaner, September 1869, Priscilla Rebecca, May 24, 1871, Emma May. December 8, 1872, my grandmother, and Samuel Taylor. August 5, 1875, all while they lived in Pine Valley. In 1875 and 1876, at age 61, Israel was called to serve a mission in Madison, Texas, where many of his family still lived. He kept a journal of each day that he was away from home. He wrote to his family often and received mail from them also. He mentions this in his journal. He was set apart for his mission by Orson Pratt. While Israel was in Texas he taught the gospel to his mother, who had remarried a man by the name of Samuel Lindley. Mr. Lindley had also died before Israel went on his mission. Some of Israel's brothers and two sisters lived in the area, as did his son Benjamin Shelton and his family. The family Bible of Martha and Shelton Elfin, Israel's parents, is in the Sam Houston Library. It lists all the names and birth dates of the family. In the journal Israel kept he mentions all the people that he met and the sermons that he preached. He speaks of his mother often and tells of her being ill. In the entry for December 5, 1975, 
Israel states. Arose at 5.30 a. M. Washed and while sitting by the stove Lorenzo Snow accidentally, while taking his handkerchief out of picket dropped his gun, it went off and the bullet passed through his leg above the knee, came out and entered my leg above the knee. The bullet made a tolerable bad wound neither of us dangerous. The doctor called and attended us. December 6th, next day, feel better, leg sore all right. December 7th, bullet still in my leg. Today Lorenzo Snow left the mission to go home. He never mentions the wound again. The bullet stayed in his leg the rest of his life. He mentions that he prayed mightily to be able to finish his mission. In a few instances Israel mentions that someone gave him $5 and at another time someone bought him a pair of trousers. He had a lot of relatives in the area so he was able to have a place to eat and sleep. He traveled to all the surrounding areas to preach the gospel. Israel returned to Pine Valley and his family in 1876. In 1877 the St. George Temple was completed, and Israel and Susan sold out in Pine Valley and went to St. George to do temple work for their families. They spent the next two years there and then decided to move to Panguitch in Garfield County. This was in the last part of 1878. Israel was driving the wagon pulled by oxen with their belongings and the small children and Susan and her oldest son were riding horses herding their livestock. One day on the road as they traveled they stopped for lunch, and as Susan was getting back on her horse she fell. She fell on a sharp stick which stuck in her groin. They continued on their way to Panguitch and on January 10, 1879, Susan died of blood poisoning. She suffered a great deal of her last days. She was 45 years old at the time of her death. She was the mother of 10 children by Israel and her youngest child. Samuel, was only a little over three years of age. She had lost her first four children and husband, but never lost her faith in the gospel. She was always remembered by her children as a woman of great love and compassion. Israel became the town shoemaker in Panguitch. This made it possible to be home with his small children, and with the help of the older children, he was able to care for them. When Emma May was about 10 years of age she fell from a swing and hurt her right leg. It was not known at the time because there were no x-rays, but she had dislocated her hip joint. From that time her leg stopped growing, and as she grew taller her father would build up the sole of her shoe so she could walk. When she was full-grown she had the sole of her shoe built up about 5 inches, and at that time the only material they could use was very heavy, and so she had this heavy shoe to wear for the rest of her life. While living in Panguitch, Israel was very active in the church. He served as the superintendent of the Sunday school. He was also active in city and county government. He was the justice of the peace and was interested in the law. He had many people come to him for legal advice. In 1885 at the age of 71 Israel married a young widow, Christiana Dalbell Riding daughter of Eliza Adelaide Dalbell and Christopher Lister writing. Christiana was born in Provo, Utah, on the 8th day of December, 1857. She married Edwin Acey and was sealed to him. He died June 5, 1884. They were the parents of seven children.
Two of the children died in infancy. Israel helped her to raise the other five children. Christina and Israel were the parents of four sons, George Carey, born March 6, 1886, Reuben Lister, born December 5, 1887, Owen Lee, born July 28, 1889, and Donovan J. Born July 31, 1895. There was a set of stillborn twins born in about 1892. At the time of Donovan's birth Israel was 81 years old. In 1902 Christiana moved to Lavelle, Wyoming, and Israel went to stay with his daughters, Lena Averett and Emma May Price, in Elba, Kasha County, Idaho. He died there April 25, 1903, at the age of 89 with a paralytic stroke. He had been a faithful member of the LDS Church for 63 years. Being set apart in 1903, he was a patriarch of the church at the time of his death. He was the natural father of 26 children and the stepfather of nine children and the husband of three wives. His son, Reuben Lister, did much of the genealogy for the Ulfin family. This family line goes back to Henry Orphan or Ulfin in 1650 from England. Israel did the temple work for his ancestors, Ransom Ulfin and Rebecca Brown from 1756 and Ransom Ulfin and Louisa Shelton from 1721. Written by Viola Price Grice, Great Granddaughter, November 1987, Riverdale, Utah. Sources of Information, Oyen Mountains High, The Story of Pine Valley by Bess Snow and Elizabeth S. Beckstrom, Heritage Press, St. George, Utah, 1980. Personal Records of Viola P. Grice. Thanks for listening. If you would like access to more content and information about our pioneer history, Join us at s.u.p.online.org, the online community of the Sons of Utah Pioneers. That's s.u.p.online.org. Goodbye until next time.